Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. You know, I was just thinking that um, um, we are in a season where everybody's experiencing the same thing at the same time, at least something in common. Amen. And um, even though things have always been bad for th- for those who do not believe or, you know, circumstance come, situations come, sickness, disease, all kinds. But it's like in this time, everybody is experiencing, you know, what the world calls a pandemic. Of course, not everybody is partaking of it. Praise the Lord. We have chosen not to because we are the healed. Hallelujah. I want to hear some loud shouts, even through the screens. Hallelujah. Amen. So even through the nations of the world, everybody is is going through this, but this is not new to God. This is not new even to the nations as well. There, There have been times that pandemics and things like that have taken place and happened, but they came through it. However, we do not look at that and say, oh, they came through it, so because of that, we'll come through it. No. Even though we say, yeah, they came through it, yeah, hallelujah, (laughs) but we'll say that we will come through it because of God. And they came through it because of God. So we don't know what those that, you know, in that time, let's say the pandemic of um, 1918, I believe, we don't know what they were doing, praise the Lord. Maybe they were praying in faith, so we better not just say, oh, because they came through it, right? then we will come through it. But we better be praying in faith, and we are. We are believing, we are keeping our confessions the way we should keep our confessions. Hallelujah. And one of the things that happens many times is that, as we take our offering this morning, is that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. Please, you can put up John 10.10 for me on the screen, if you would. Now, before you do that, put up Proverbs, Proverbs 13. I just want to um, remind us a little bit again about some things. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, but, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. It says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so in this season, we cannot defer our hope, like they are deferring the mortgages, hallelujah, and deferring all kinds of things. Sometimes people pull out their faith, pull out their hope, even when things are good. No, your faith is tested. Where your hope is, is tested most in, the t- in times of trouble and in times of trial. So right now, we need to put our hope in God, put our trust in God, so that we'll not be sick. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when we put our trust in God, put our hope in God, we say, Lord, we know that you've already done it. You got this. And we got this. The Bible says that that means that we will stay in health and we'll be well. In John 17, 17, Jesus said something to his disciples when he was going. Not just his disciples now. He's talking to us as well. Of course, we are his disciples. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so one of the things that we really need to get strong on and understand that the way we come through this situation in this time, financially, health-wise, spiritually, you know, in our righteousness and our holiness, is how we stay 
in the word and stand in the word. Because Jesus said, he says, separate them by your word. Sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. So God's word is final authority in every circumstance and situation. It's final authority. So it doesn't matter what the doctors are saying. It doesn't matter what the economists are saying. It doesn't matter what your bank account is reading. God's word is final authority. And that's the mindset that we should have because there is a tendency to listen to the news, to hear something that happened and the heart wants to fail. Bible already told us, he said that in the last days, men's hearts will fail them. That's what he says. But those who know they are God, guess what? They'll be strong even in hard times and do exploits. They will not be afraid. Amen? And so what the thing that will keep us from fear, keep us from from, from disaster, keep us from poverty, keep us from lack in this time is us staying in the world because that is what separates the men from the boys, the girls from the women, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so one of, we've been looking at in scriptures at people who came out of famines like this. Now you might say, is this a famine? You know, we're talking about the pandemic. Guess what? It's usually a ripple effect. We are declaring it and we are believing God that it will not be as it is being prophesied by the media. <laughs> Praise the Lord. However, one of the things that happens is that the enemy, the Bible says in John 10, 10, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. What? He, comes to, he wants to steal people's money. He wants to steal the wealth of the nations. He wants to get people broke. And many times, guess what? When people are sick, they can't walk. They can't do what they need to do, so their bank accounts will be going. But guess what? They that know their God were. And the Bible, and we're looking at the fact that God is saying that we should be sanctified by the word of God. That's why we've been looking at people who came through this. We've looked about, at different things, but in this season, we have looked at Abraham, Isaac, and today we're going to look at Jacob. Now, when God was introducing himself in, in the Old Covenant, at one time he introduced himself to Moses, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So why did he say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Because he had caught a covenant with Abraham. He affirmed the covenant with Isaac and affirmed that same covenant with Jacob. So in other words, every, every blessing, everything that I have said concerning Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob... I am coming to say to you again. So he says, I'm the God of Isaac, Abraham, I'm sorry, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we know about God that God is a covenant-keeping God. He doesn't break covenant. He doesn't break covenant. Amen. And so he says, so, so he says, I'm the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He's introducing himself because Moses, of course, knew about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They were blessed people. So we're looking at what, what, who, who, who did, God, did Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how did they see God? What did they experience about God? And so we saw that Abraham, after the famine, he came out very rich. I think we need to look at, one, um, look, look at um, Genesis 13. In Genesis chapter 13, from verse 1 to 2, Okay, let's look at Genesis 12 first, 1 to 3. Now the, now the Lord God said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And that will be a blessing. 
And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So God came and had this covenant with Abraham and talked about how he will, he, he's the, he, inherit, he will inherit the land, everything. And Abraham was not just blessed, but Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. And that's why in this time we need to challenge our faith that we're not just trying to survive, but God will use us to bless others. Because that is our covenant. That is our covenant. And we are, we are, we are, we are under the covenant of, of the New Testament, which the Bible says is a better covenant based on better promises. And so that means that what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob experienced, we now have in Christ Jesus an opportunity to, an opportunity to experience even much more. Much more. Now, it's interesting, Nigel, but I think I should just mention this here, even though we are looking at Jacob, that at the time, in the time of farming, we don't see any record of, of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob multiplying bread, right? <laughs> multiplying fish. But in the time of Jesus, we see that ability. So that means that if there were no more food in this, in, in, on earth, are we not supposed to expect to be able to multiply Come on, people, talk to me. Talk to me. I need some new covenant believers shouting, yes. This, is not, this should not be strange talk because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. And we've had some testimonies and that wise of how God provided, you know, in times of it's just things just kept multiplying. And we're like, how did this thing, how, how, how did this multiplication begin? What's going on here? Or how, did this, how is this multiplication happening? But God... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the creator of all things. So with God, all things are possible. So, so we've read Genesis um, 12. Look at Genesis 13. In Genesis 13, from 1 to um, 3. Whew, hallelujah. You can just put it up there. It says, and the Bible says, and Abraham went up out of Egypt. This is after the famine now. I'm just kind of refreshing your memory that God blessed Abraham in famine because Abraham had gone to Egypt. He says, and, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very what? Rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel. So praise the Lord. We'll just keep it at uh, verse 2. After the famine, Abraham came out very rich. Very rich. Now, fast forward to his son. Genesis 26, 12 to 14. In Genesis 26, from 12, the Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Praise the Lord. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. And this is, you know, sometimes I just wonder how people who even in, in, in supposedly believers condemn wealth in believers. Like, are you supposed to be that rich? Look at it. Even before we came here, we landed. Look at what God is saying about the people. He said they were very rich. They were very great. He says, for he had possession of flocks and possession of heads, 
and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. So in other words, we, we, as his possessions grew, as his company grew, as his business grew, guess what? He needed employees. And God made sure that he had employees. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's look at um, Jacob. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Jacob is part of the covenant. Genesis 42. Let's go to Genesis 42. There's so much stuff here. I'm looking for how to, how to cut it short. But let's look at Genesis, Genesis chapter 42. Now, when Jacob, hallelujah. (laughs) Now, when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why do you look upon one another? And he said, behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down theater and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to Egypt to buy corn in Egypt. Now, as I was looking at this, I noticed something. They were in famine, but they had money. They had a lot of money. They they had a lot of money. They just did not have food. So even though they had a lot of money, they couldn't buy food. They didn't have food in the town. They couldn't buy around there. They had to go buy grain. They had to go... You know, and so that's one thing that happens sometimes. And people are afraid that we're running out of food. Pastor was telling us recently that they were talking about how they were throwing gallons and gallons of milk away. Restaurants, businesses that sell food don't know what to do with the food because people are, are not coming in. The farmers, praise the Lord. But we are believing God that it will not get to a point where the farmers are like that. Is we are not we are not planting anything. Everything is getting rotten because those are some of the ripple effects that happens with things like this. Amen? And that's why we have to release our faith and stay in faith for these things to change. However, in the midst of it, God has provision. And that's the reason why we need to be mindful of our seed, the seed which the seeds we sow now, the seeds we have sown before, and to understand that God is a covenant-keeping God. We might not understand it. We might not know how. But the Bible calls God Jehovah Jireh, the one who sees ahead and makes provision. Because one, what happens is that they were going to Egypt to buy grain. But who were they going to buy grain from? from? Joseph, Jacob's seed. God had sent Jake, um, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Jacob's seed, Jacob, right, ahead, Joseph, ahead to Egypt to go take over, handle things. And because of that, they were able to come and eat. And many people were saved because of that. Now, was it God who told the, the, the brothers, who made the brothers be evil and kill him? No. But the Bible says that God works all things together. Romans 8.28 for our good, for the good of them that love God and are called according to his good purpose. And that's the reason why we as believers, we must not forget. So it doesn't matter what your bank account is looking like now, you need to go back to the word and see, you don't look around and say, oh, woe is me. No, no, no. The Bible says that God can walk all things. He walks it, all things together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his good purpose. Even Joseph said it in Genesis 50, 20, I believe. He said, he said, 
what the enemy meant for harm, that God turned it around for good. So you guys, you, 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 you sold me in slavery, but yet many lives have been changed because of this. And that's the God that we serve. And that's why I'm, I'm reminding us today again that if you've been in a place where you're concerned about finances, you're listening, okay, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? No, 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 no. When you are in the word of God, you need to understand the God that you serve. As believers, we need to understand the God that we serve. Because this God is the one who sees ahead, who makes provision, who knows how to work all things together for our good, who causes us to come out of pandemics and famines and recessions very rich. And we know that what is going on right now, there are so many people who are getting rich on this. Those who are positioned, those who are prepared, they are rich, they are, get, they are getting rich on this. You go to the source, things are sold out, demand. Is higher now than supply in a lot of things. And that means that some people have, are getting rich even in this time. And that's me. How about, how about you? Praise the Lord. So that's the way we roll in the kingdom of God. We don't ever have to be afraid. We don't ever have to be concerned. I had um, some a testimony recently. Somebody was telling me about how when she goes to work now, they are not only taking care of her daycare, they are giving her lunch too. This is something that she wasn't enjoying when there was no pandemic. So come on, tell me if God can take a bad situation and make it good. So many testimonies like that. So many people are now getting checks without going to work. See, the miracles are happening in, very, in different ways. They are coming in different shapes and different sizes. Let's watch out for them and let's be thankful. And let's be thankful and not fear. And to know that the same God who has brought this, who is taking care of this, is the same God who will take care of you in the future. He's Jehovah Jireh. He sees ahead and he makes provision every time. After all, he's the creator, right? He is the creator of the universe. And so we need to be strong in this. That's how we shine as light. When you see somebody feeling sad, feeling down, worried, we are up there. We are excited because we see what the word of God says. And we're already experiencing good things. And so we tell them, hey, look, look, look. This is what God is doing and this is what God can do for you. And especially them that don't know God now. This is the time to turn their attention back to God because everything that they had put their trust in is failing. It's failing. But there is someone who never fails. Please put up Genesis um, 42, 25. Just skip down to... The Genesis. In Isaiah 50, 55 verse 1, the Bible says, come and buy without money. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says you can buy without money. And that's what is being experienced even in this time. Now, people are getting free food and free stuff without having to buy it. And now what is that? That is the, the currency that you use to buy stuff without money is faith. And that's why you can't cast away your confidence. You need to keep your confidence up because faith can transcend any circumstance, any situation. It doesn't matter what it is. We see in scriptures, I believe it's 1 Kings 17, when we see the prophet being sustained by a raven. The raven was bringing food to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was being sustained by the birds. Hallelujah. So we need to remember, look in scriptures and remember that if God could do it before, he will do it again. He can't do it again because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. He has not changed. He has not changed. Grab the person beside you. Say, God has not changed. God has not changed. Say, God has not changed. Has not changed. Say, he's still the same God. 
So why are you worried? Say, I'm not worried. If you're not worried, say something. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he's still, he's still the same God. Because even though there is stimulus package being given out, some people are still worried. After the stimulus package is finished, what happens next? Enjoy the one you have you ha- received. Oh my God. Be thankful for this one. And then you will see the next one. That's the way it works. The Bible says in Matthew 6, please put it up. We have to look at it. Matthew 6, 34. He says, do not worry about tomorrow. And I want to I I charge believers. Let's walk together in faith, in agreement. Don't even entertain any worrisome thought about tomorrow. What we are called to do now as believers is to speak. So when any thought comes, any negative thought comes about your finances, open your mouth and begin to declare what God says about it. The Bible says that the first Adam was a, a living soul, the second Adam a life-giving spirit or a speaking spirit. And the Bible says that you shall have what you say. And that's the reason why when the, when the media is saying different things about what is going on, we as believers need to say what we want to see happen in the nations. We need to begin to, to bring to, to get our news from the good news. Hallelujah. And begin to de- declare it because the Bible says that we are blessed to be a blessing. We are born again, made speaking spirits, so that we can, we can deliver people right out of, out of this darkness that they are in right now. The Bible says that we are the light of the world. And one way that we can do it is by speaking. Speaking to our finances, speaking about the jobs opening up, speaking about provision not running out, speaking about what God says that we should be experiencing in this time because the Bible says that we'll have what we say. Do you believe that? I believe it. And so me, I'm speaking. I'm speaking every day. I'm not worried. I'm not saying, oh, see what they said. No, no, no. I'm declaring every opportunity I have. I'm declaring. Amen. So in Genesis 42, and uh, I, 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 um, I know I, I you know, derailed you guys. Okay, I didn't derail you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In Genesis 42 that we had, I had said put up before, 35, 25. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip. Okay, no, that's good. I said, then Joseph commanded to fill his sacks with corn and restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way, and thus did he unto them. So we said that you can buy without money. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God, and we see that happen here in Genesis. So please put up, uh, uh, skip to the next chapter, go to 4311. Genesis 4311. Praise the Lord. Bible says, and their father Israel said unto them, if it must be so now, do this, take the best fruit in the, in the land in your vessels and carry de- down the man, the man a present, a little balm and a little honey, spices and mine, nuts and almonds. Now, it's interesting to me, he says, and take double money in your hand. Now, it's interesting, I'm bringing this out specifically now, because we find, the, um, uh, what is it now, Jacob's family in need. But they are gathering the best of what they had as a gift to Joseph. Now, I can't go and read throughout the scriptures. You have to go back and read some more. 
And this is not this is not the time or for us to stay as babies trying to be fed all the time. Go back and read the whole story. It's powerful. And so the Bible says here that even though they were in famine, they needed grain. The little that they had, what they had, he said, pack up the grain, the, the, the fruits, the almonds. He says, take it as a gift to Joseph. And you know what the scripture says? The Bible says that a man's gift makes room for him. Jo- uh, Jacob understood seed. He understood seed. I bet his father Isaac told him about how he had sowed in the land of famine and he reaped the harvest. He needed something and he took seed and he sowed it. He didn't say, oh, I'm just going to withhold. No, 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 no. The Bible says in Genesis 8.22, I believe, it says, as long as the earth remains. He says, seed time and harvest will not cease. So as long as we're experiencing cold, heat, winter, summer, that's the same way that seed time and harvest will not cease. As long as we have seed in the ground, we can always expect a harvest. And when God says so seed, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on around. Because we've seen it in scriptures over and over again where God provided for the people. He said, he said don't plant, but yet I will command the ground to bring a harvest that will be enough for three years. Leviticus, go read it. Go read it because guess what? God is the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. Amen? So what do you have in your hand? Don't withhold it. Give it joyfully and expect a miracle. Always. Now, Genesis 47, and I'm rounding up with this. Genesis 47, 27. We're looking at what kind of God prospered Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Yeah. What kind of God did they know? They they knew a God who prospers people who trust in him. So Genesis... 47, so maybe I should rely on mine. (laughs) And Israel went, Israel, we know Israel is also Jacob, right? And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. Wow. Go back again. The Bible says that they dwelt in the land of Egypt in the time of famine in the country of Goshen. And we said that Goshen means intimacy, drawing near to God. He said they had possessions therein and grew and multiplied. Now, you may just look at it and say, oh, okay. But guess what? The Egyptians had sold themselves to Pharaoh. In that time, they didn't have possessions. Pharaoh owned them. But the people of God still had possession. Come on, I need some more excitement. (laughs) Even in the midst of famine, the people of God still had possessions. In the midst of Egypt. So don't don't get your news from the world system. Don't listen to what the world is saying. I'm not saying don't watch the news and all of that. No, what I'm saying is that our God supplies our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's not dependent on what is going on in the world. It's not dependent on what is going on in the world. Just take a look at that. They sold themselves, their lands. They had no more money. So they said, okay, we'll work for you. Just give us food to eat so we don't die. And right there, the people of God had possessions. They grew and they multiplied. This is the God that we serve. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Just put up Hebrew 13 and a round up with that. Hebrews 13, 8. You know, sometimes when I just 
think about this. You know, I, 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 I'm sharing with you this offering. Sometimes as I'm studying the word, I just get so full, so excited, so just, just in faith. And that's why you need to study the word for yourself. Hallelujah. And that's why I have all these things. I have to cut so many scriptures because it's all, all over scriptures about the goodness of God, the ability of God, the help of God, how God will keep a believer if they will put their trust in him, if they will not be afraid. Amen. And the Bible says that this same God, we're talking about Abraham, we're talking about Isaac, we're talking about Jacob, but Jesus Christ, the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He does not change. God said, I'm, I'm, he said, I'm God and I change not. That's why we are not consumed. His mercy doesn't change. His provision doesn't change. His ability doesn't change. And we, are, we have a, a covenant that is based on better promises. I believe it's Hebrews 8, 6. You can go look at it later. And so I want you to be encouraged in this time. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you'll be an encouragement to others because you have found in scriptures that God provides for people in times of famine. So he heals, he provides, and he keeps even in times of famine. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to receive our offerings this morning. And just speak to your seed. If you have a seed, if you have a seed, speak to your seed. Speak to your seed. Everything has ears. You, you, you have, it doesn't matter what it is you have in your hand. You receive it. You take it. You thank God for it. You send it forth. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And that he's able to multiply the seed that is sown. He brings it back. He multiplies it. He brings it back. So, Father God, we give you thanks right now for your people, even as they're sowing this seed. Father God, your word says that you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. We thank you, Lord God, that good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, is being poured onto our bosom, even in this time. Lord, you don't change. You don't change. Your word does not change with seasons. So if you say good measure, pressed down, shaking together, if we rejoiced about it when there was a whole lot, we rejoice about it now when people are saying, oh, there is nothing. Because Lord God, your word is the same. So we begin to declare according to your word that businesses, corporations are given unto us. We are receiving monies. We are receiving all we need from expected and unexpected places, expected and unexpected people. And Lord, we give you thanks that there is, that there is more than enough in your house to do what you have called us to do as a church here in Love Foundation as the body of Christ. We will just keep shining because your word says that by prosperity shall the gospel be carried abroad. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.